0: Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hello, beloveds. Happy Wednesday. One of my favorite days of the week because we are halfway to the weekend. And then also, it's Ask Riley. And I love it when you guys send me questions. You want to talk about anything from relationships, to things that have happened to me in the past, to parenting stuff, to basically all of the things in between. And I always like to keep it as very honest as possible with also keeping in mind that everybody's story is different and everybody walks a different walk, you know, respectfully so. But if you ask for my opinion, I'm going to get of it. And if you haven't noticed, it's gotten a little bit saucier since, you know, the last couple of months that I relaunched really, Riley, because I just want to keep it as authentic as humanly possible. But before I get into uh, really or ask Riley, um, I'm sad that Scandival has died down. Not the drama or not all of the, you know, canceling or whatever, because at a certain space that does have to stop or at least calm down because they are humans. But I'm like, what am I going to focus on now? I mean, I love Real Housewives of OC. I love that Tamara Judge is back. I love her. Shannon Uh, She bothers me. A lot. She plays, like, the victim card a lot, especially when she's, like, interrupting somebody talking about fostering their son and then adopting them. Very heartwarming story. And she's just like, oh, look, there's that boat and my boyfriend's son on it. Squirrel? If you don't watch, like, I might get into that one, too. Um, But I guess, you know, just like that, the spinoff of Sex and the City is back. I haven't gotten into it just yet (sighs) because nothing will be like the OG. You know, like, the season where Big passed away... That was, like, juicy juicier, but then I'm seeing, like, these characters just go into these spaces, and I'm like, no, I don't want to see Miranda cheat on Steve. Like, it's it's just, he, yeah, even though he cheated on her, but, you know, whatever. It's just, I don't know. I'll get into that one maybe in another podcast, but I need something to come back. Like, I need one of the spinoffs of Yellowstone to come back. I need Stranger Things. I need something to watch because I've been walking, watching just, like, documentaries. I was watching that Jared, the subway guy documentary i got five minutes into that and i was like ugh, no that's freaking me out can't do it and then i've watched the randall scandal one i just i just need one of my og shows to come back or i need you know southern charm when's that coming back because i i need my i need my good bravo fix oc is good for now jersey's over you know like ugh. Oh, but remember how I talked about the Kim uh, Zolciak-Bearman? Well, just Kim Zolciak now, I guess, and Croy Beerman divorce. <gasps> that shit's getting crazy. Like, I see it on TikTok all the time. And apparently she's coming back to Real Housewives of Atlanta because the girl needs money, um, which that might make me watch it again because I've actually stopped watching it for a while because it was just, I don't know. I wasn't into it for a minute. Um, but they were like calling the cops on each other like nobody's business. And that's gross. Because Kim, I guess, Croy called the cops on Kim because supposedly she wouldn't get out of the shower and he wanted to take a shower she wouldn't get out of the bathroom. I'm just like, you call the cops? For this? And 911, side note, there's not emergency numbers. friends. Look it up. You have assistance upon assistance. Have one of them do it. And then Kim, this call was kind of disturbing. They released the 911 call. 911 of her calling saying that Croy had showed up to one of Kim's friends who had taken the boys to a rodeo and he was like saying that it was, you know, she was going to file kidnapping charges and blah, 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 blah. Like the gist of that is probably the fact that he, it was probably his day to have them and she sent them off to a rodeo or whatever, which is wrong. But you don't threaten kidnapping like that on somebody else that has the kids because that's not their fault. And I like, honestly, like, damn. Corey always seemed like the sweetest dude ever. And we never know what happens behind closed doors. They've been married for 11 years. They had six kids. They had money problems. So obviously shit got ugly. But I was honestly really praying that this was like a publicity stunt at first that they would get back together. Because they just really did seem perfect for each other. And it seemed like Kim really, really loves him. I don't know. Money and Bravo changes some folks, I guess. But we still all watch it. Um, so yeah. Give me some show suggestions. But let's get into Really Riley. Um, let's just do it. I don't give the names of you guys because I don't know if y'all want me to have your business out like that. Um, let's go. Is there going to be a third boy in the future? No. Absolutely not. We are done. We have two. Our family is complete. We might get a dog in the future when both of the boys can wipe their own ass. One's already there. The other one, yeah, boys are hard to potty train. I don't want to clean up duty after another thing. And we just like... Money-wise and everything like that right now, like, we're just not there. And I just think our family needs a minute to chill and just be as we are, you know. No, there's no more. The baby factory is closed. Um, How did your exit from the morning show come about? Uh, Well, uh, it was November. Um, Everything was fine as far as I knew. Well, hmm, that's me. I was there one day and then I got fired the next and I was given the reason that they were taking the show in a different direction. Um, ratings were great. Was doing really well in endorsements, doing real socially. I hope you guys liked me, but no, got fired. Didn't quit despite other reports. Did not quit. Did not leave. Would have never. Um, will you attend Hoodie's wedding? No, I have not been invited. I, um, Hoodie was the last one that I saw. Leaving there, I said it was nice to know you, Hoodie. Didn't get a response, and that was it. Haven't seen or heard from him since November 9th. Do you think you'll ever be friends with the people? Jeez, guys. Do you think you'll ever be friends with the people from the show in the future? Uh, No. I believe that people teach you how to treat them. You teach people how to treat you. And when people show you who they are, you believe them. You know? Um, I just, you know? Some things just are not forgivable. And just before you jump all over me, like there are things that, you know, will never be known. Um, Because I can't. It's not like I'm scared. I can't. So, no, I don't really need that. You know, I don't wish anybody ill. If, you know, everything that they create after me gone goes viral, then great. You know, I just see no reason to go back to any of that. When I, when I know what I know, you know, um, yeah. Wow. Another friend question. As life goes on, you fade or lose friends for one reason or another. How do you cope? Um, well, aside from just even in the last year, I've lost really good friends for like no reason. Like I had a friend that he was my bestie. We got tattoos together. We had traveled together. We went to Vegas, the iHeartRadio Radio Music Festival once. He would come to see me when I lived in Atlanta. We went white rider rafting. I talked to him two, three, four, five times a week. You know, like we were each other's person. And then I got with my husband and it was like we were still friends after that. And then I got engaged and it just slowly tapered, like just dissipated. We didn't have a fight. There wasn't anything wrong. And it was just sort of a situation where enough time went by that I didn't really want to ask because I was kind of angry You know, it was like I had gone through a miscarriage in that. I'd gotten engaged without a congratulation. Like this was a person that like we would cry to each other on the phone about breakups. So I don't know what happened there. But, you know, people come into your life for a time, a reason or a season for sure. And it sucks when they leave. It does because I am that person that puts my entire soul into somebody or I don't. No matter how hard you hurt me, there will always be a piece of you in my heart. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to go back and take the chunk that's left that's not bruised up and give you a chance to beat it to a bloody pulp again you know I think that sometimes you just have to let people go because if they were meant to stay in your life they were they would have stayed I mean I have friends that have gone from my life and then come back and we've come back with a better respect than before which is amazing one of those women was my bridesmaid you know so if you think that you can repair it and you want to because it just faded away and there was nothing, like, bad, then revisit it. Do it. Like, don't regret. But if you know why and it was shitty, mm next. Bye-bye. Um. Do you get along with your in-laws? No. We don't speak to them. And that's a whole nother thing. That's not even for me to talk about. Um... What do you think about someone throwing ashes on stage at the pink concert? Oh my God. Okay. So if you guys saw my Instagram, um, my husband surprised me with pink tickets for my early birthday present. I'm so fucking excited. Oh my God. I haven't seen her. Like I last time I saw her, I got 10 feet away from her at the iHeartRadio radio music festival backstage interviewing radio stuff. And we weren't And I wasn't interviewing her and I wasn't going to go up to her like a crazed fan because I was inwardly freaking out because that wouldn't have been very good professionally. Um, but I saw her there do, doing the performance of the concert and there, and I saw her in 2012. So it's been a long time and there's been so many good songs since then. I can't wait, but the ashes situation, that's weird. Like I saw the video this week where somebody brought in a big old wheel of cheese for her and I love how she like freaked out and was like, Oh my God, give me that. That's so her. And I love that. And I love cheese, which makes me love her even more. Cause it's another thing we have in common. And side note, our birthdays are one day away apart from each other. I don't sound like a psycho at all. But the ashes thing is just okay. Like I, she is my Mecca. She's the biggest celebrity in the world to me. I named, you know, my doggie pink after her. God rest her soul. Like she has sung a song that has coincided with every single like episode, moment, trial, tribulations, triumph in my life. You know, and if it wasn't right at the time of my life, like I used to sing Run, the mother song, like, oh my God, before I had kids and cry thinking about singing that to my children. And she was my wedding song, you know, the Chris Stapleton, Love Me Anyway. Like, so I get being like nuts over her, but your mother's ashes, like, okay, she's still a person and she was on stage and she was like, oh, it's your mom. Like she was so sweet about it, but you throw a weird substance on stage because people are crazy, and it, I, she handled it way nicer than I would have. You know, because the throwing sta- throwing shit on the stage just needs to stop. Like the thing with BB Rexo, where she got her eye basically like freaking pummeled because somebody threw a phone at her. Like, don't throw stuff. Make a sign. You know, I just that that gets odd and it gets dangerous too. Um, would you ever go into fitness coaching? I think you would help so many people. So I get that question a lot and I would love that to be like a fitness motivation person if that was a thing. But I think a lot of times that people don't realize just how much it goes into being a strength coach if you're worth your salt, right? Because my husband is a strength coach. I have worked with some of the best at, you know, One Life for six years now Um, and Outside of that, I've also worked with some boo-boo trainers. So I would never call myself a trainer. I would never like think that I had the expertise to do it. It takes a long time to get the right certifications. So I would never say never. But if it ever became a situation where I could be like somebody's accountability coach or like, you know, inspirational fitness coach or something like that, hell yeah, because I live and die by the credo that Everything in the gym has taught me how to be strong as I am today in all facets, in, you know, mental and physical, because whenever my workouts are fucked up, my, my whole brain goes hooey. And I just, i I say this at nauseam. I think I said this in the last podcast, like whenever I'm in the gym, that is the only time that my mind stops running 8,000 miles a minute. The only time. So I would love to help people in that way. So if there was a vein to do that, a capacity to do that, that I could do. Oh yeah. Um, Are you excited for just like that to return? Oh, <laughs> funny. Um, Well, I talked about that a little bit. Like I am excited to watch it. I hope it's better than, you know, some of the episodes of the last season, because I think because sex in the city has been gone for so long, They were trying real hard to make this splash. I'm excited to see the Carrie and Aiden reunion thing because there was that one snippet in the trailer that was like, oh, it feels like, you know, 10 years away from you went by just like that. Okay, Aiden, no. Last we saw of him, he was married, had a kid or maybe a few by now. And it's just like, she cheated on you, sir, with her husband that passed away. So, I don't really see that as like a J Lo Ben Affleck reunion type thing where it was just meant to be. I don't know. It's like because I used to think Carrie and Aiden were like the meant to be couple and she would get over her shit and end up with him. But sometimes that fairy tale just isn't. So, how I don't know when you've had worlds away and kids and all that stuff, like uh, it, yes, long and short of that, I'm excited because now that I've said all that, I want to see it. Um, did you ever think about holding a candle making class? Um. I did think about it, but I don't think I will for a few reasons. This might sound like I'm gatekeeping, but whatever. Like the candles have been the thing that have made me able to, you know, end savings, pay like my mortgage, you know, so I don't really want to give away, you know, my secret sauce in a sense. And plus that would be so much liability to be able to like, get the warmers and get all the wax and get release forms and make sure nobody burns themselves and then sues me or gets, you know, the oil in their eyes. And that would also be really pricey to put on because the types of materials that I use, I want them to be the best. I want your candle to be the most luxurious thing it can be, you know, because I'm not charging $8 for one. So if I'm going to make a profit and I'm going to make you happy and put all of my good intentions into it, I want it to be like the best of the best, especially because with wax and oils, you can't cheap out on that. And then, you know, the designs that I do are also a whole separate thing. And this might sound bad, but like a long time ago, I had a listener ask me about, you know, a certain like how to do this, that and the third with a candle because his wife was coming out with a candle business. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I thought that was great. So I was I offered up the technique that I use that I took a long time to like figure out. And I did the research Again, I'm not a gatekeeper, but later I get a photo that like his wife had started doing crystal candles and I was kind of like, Ugh. you know, I'm not the first of the 50th or the 17,000th or two millionth person to do crystal candles. But I was kind of like, oh, you know, you like you're asking me for advice and then you go and you do this the exact same thing that I'm doing. Neh. You know, so I don't know that I want to do that just yet. Like, let's put it this way. When House of W is making millions of dollars and it's on my manifestation board, it's on my vision board, so it will. Yes, then I can do that. But when right now I'm kind of scraping by, I don't really want to give away my secrets just right now, you know. Um, who designed your podcast logo? Um, Marshall actually gave that to me as a birthday present one time because I was kicking my feet six years ago when I started the podcast and I didn't have, I had a logo, but it was very simple. It was just the block lettering. And you know, that was done by the people at iHeart. Um, and then I, Marshall had one of his graphic designers revamp it. So if you want that person's name, I can absolutely give it to you. She's amazing. Her name's Katie. I can hook you up with her. Um, but also Canva, like if you go on there, like it's, you, you can get a free service, but then like a lot of the good features are in a subscription it's not that expensive. I think it's I don't know, like $100 for the year. So you can do so much on Canva. It's good. Um, I got accepted for a mod- ooh, I got accepted for a model car for a b- model call for a boudoir shoot with familiar people. How do you mentally prepare and also make yourself comfortable in that kind of setting? Oh, okay. Well, so I've done how many have I done? I've done two or three, two. And I was with people that I was the first time around. I didn't know them for anything, but you know, these people were very good friends of mine and you know, now times have changed, but I was in a setting where like they made me feel very comfortable. Like I've told this story a bunch of times that I'm not super comfy with my boobs. Um, And I had worked out really, really hard. That was when I was first getting into fitness and I had worked hard to get my butt and my back all together and I wanted to show that off. Like, let me just tell you, by the end of that shoot, I was ready to like and swing them around. Not really, but you just have to go in it, pick a pick a anthem song or an anthem music, honestly, that makes you feel hot as shit. Pick clothes that make you feel good. I don't know how many times people would tell me like they would send pictures of like they're they were getting ready to do a boudoir shoot with anyone. And they would send me like this Victoria's secret, like boning and all this stuff. No, if it's a t-shirt that makes you feel hot, wear that. If it's a, you know, a polka dot itsy bitsy bikini that makes you feel hot, wear that. If it's a dress that's sheer and you want to look romantic, like figure out what your vibe is and don't give a fuck about what anybody else thinks, but you, um, but this is a model call. So I would say If it's a situation where they are usually doing boudoir shoots, it's sort of like a doctor's office, like a gynecologist. They see that shit all the time. You know, I was doing mine with a woman and a dude that was, you know, he's gay. So it's like I wasn't really worried about it being weird in a sexual way. It's very, it's not really transactional. I wouldn't say that because from my experience, it was very like intimate in a friend way that it was just like very ego boosting and, you know, and fun And I felt really sexy and confident. So if you don't have that vibe with those people when you get there, just realize like, A, if it's a call and they cast you, you're hot as shit, so believe that. And B, also just believe that because you want to believe that and it will come through. And side note, if they're good, they will pose you and trust me. Some of the most beautiful photos that I have they either hurt to get into that position or I thought I looked like I was taking a deuce. Like some of the weirdest poses end up being the most beautiful photos. So just go trust the process, breathe and have fun. Honestly, like, it sounds so elementary, but it's true. Don't overthink it because all the photos that I overthought, I literally did look like I was taking a poo. <laughs> um, Let's see what else we got. M-B-T-I. Am I that old though? I don't know what the hell that means. What does that mean? M-B-T-I. I don't know. I'm going to have to circle back on that one. Ew. I just said circle back. What the hell? Um, what's this one? Okay. My question is the one that I sent you today. How do I express my true feelings when my husband says I make everything about me or everything I, I say is an excuse or I talk in paragraphs <sighs> when it's a simple yes or no question? Ew. Okay. So I know this is very elementary and I've only been married for less than two years. So I'm not an ex- expert in this, but everyone always tells you like they have, you have to learn how to fight. I don't know how to fight. I'm terrible at it. But on the flip side of that, I think my husband, Marshall is that isn't that great either. Cause like I am the yeller that wants to get it all out and he is the passive one. So we're both driving each other mad in our fighting styles, but somebody that says they make everything about you and everything you say is an excuse. It, and you talk in paragraphs, like it sounds like you're not getting very much validation in your feelings with your partner. And I, you know, right. You know, full disclosure, talked to this person and said, well, what about counseling? You know? And apparently the part, you know, the other half of this marriage won't go. That to me is always a big fat red flag. Like it's one thing if somebody just really doesn't feel comfortable with therapy. Cause there's people that just don't want to do it. They're very old school or they just, you know, they don't believe in it. Okay. But then you can't have the luxury of just saying no to therapy or no to getting outside help and then speak to your person like that. Because look, I'm someone that I, this is going to sound bad. I believe in divorce. If everything is so bad between you and your partner that you are just making each other miserable And you're becoming worse people for it. That sounds bad. I love my husband and I'm never leaving him. If he leaves me, I'm going to grab him back by the balls and work it out. But if it's impossible and nobody wants to work on it, like nobody's hearing the other person, like, again, I don't know the horrible aspects of this situation. But I just, that to me, seems like you need to put some boundaries up at least about the way that he talks to you. You know, cuz that's just that's just like I f- I feel like there's nothing worse than feeling alone in a partnership. It makes you feel even more lonely than if you did feel lonely being single. You know, you didn't get married to be alone in your feelings. You got married, or at least I did, I'm speaking for myself, you know, to have a partnership and I just don't like the way that that person is like speaking to you, you know? But that, I mean, that's just me. There was one more ask Riley I was looking for and now I can't find it because I was fully prepared for this one. (laughs) Um, There was another one in here about, it's sort of along the lines too, of like what do you feel like about friendship second chances? And I, Touched upon this just, you know, earlier when you guys were asking about, you know, friendships with the old show and all that. I think within reason, friendship second chances can be really good because you can grow and change for yourself and not for anyone else. And then come back and have a greater amount of respect for your friend. Because I think sometimes like friendships or even more like of a respect factor or need that respect factor than actual relationships. Cause once you're with a partner, they just think, Oh yeah, I'm just with them forever. Especially if you're married and some people get lazy in that, but even friendships, like if the respect's not there, then no. But if you guys grow and change and want to come back to center, I'm all for that. Cause I always say like, you never get a new chance to make old friends. And I, my old friends and my near and dear, like, and my new friends that are my near and dear, I would go to the ends of the earth and back again for them if I thought that there was a chance for us to be copacetic again if we've gone our separate ways. Oh, here's the other one. Um, Oh, how do you you tell somebody to back off when they're giving you unwanted advice about your kids? Uh, Okay, so... This is hard because a lot of times it's like my family that will do this. Like my sister's done this to me before. And uh, like I always come from the idea of like, look, if I didn't give birth to that child, even if they're my family or my best friends, I have absolutely zero business telling you about yourself or how you should raise them or what you should do with them. Like I'm constantly reaching out to my friends that have kids that are a little bit older than mine that have done, you know, like my one girlfriend has three kids. My best friend in the world has two. So I like ask for the mommy advice and say, Oh, is, you know, your kid ever done this? My one best friend that's a nurse, I'm constantly calling her whenever one of my kids has a fever. Cause I still do this day. I'm like, Oh God, is it too high? What's going on? Um, but you can't do that. If it's unwanted, you got to tell them too though, because they might just think, okay, well I'm comfy with this person. So I'm just going to tell them like, no, you have to draw the boundary respectfully if you want to keep that person in your life. But if it's just some fucking Smo Joe that's telling you about what tell, uh, that's telling you how to raise your kids or what to do with them or what not to feed them or how not to dress them, fuck that. Fuck that. No, no no. No ma'am. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh my God. I crack myself up. Um, Riley, when are your next events? Ooh Okay, so I have one. Uh, details to be announced because um, I'm not sure the exact time, but it's the end of July, like July 29th. I am doing another pop-up at the Walkersville one that I've done a few times over. So if you missed that one and you were bummed, that's going to go down November 2nd. And what else, what else, what else? Um, I want to do another vision board class very, very soon. Because... I like the idea of doing it like midway-ish through the year or maybe before the holidays get into the bustle, hustle and bustle because the holidays get crazy and everybody's spending a bunch of money and everybody's going here, there, and everywhere. So sometimes it's really hard to focus in on your manifestation goals. So maybe it's better to do that for the, you know, because I always do my, you know, vision boards on New Year's Eve. It's been like a tradition of mine and now my husband's. We do it together. That's our, you know, we don't drink. So it's like we're not going out and like, cheers until midnight we're you know do our we do our vision boards and then we're out by like 10 o'clock um but I definitely think that there's merit to like setting your intention beforehand and like working on it because I don't you know before the new year's runs in or rolls in because I don't believe in new year's resolutions because I think that that's like what I say about motivation it's a liar it's like something that's easy to get you started but it doesn't get you all the way and it won't keep you sustained so why not like do it you know, a couple months before the holidays, and then you can have your plan for the next year set in motion. And I can't even believe I'm talking that way. Crazy pants. Like weird. Like honestly though, you can kinda have 2023 20, so far, because it's not been the greatest. Um, it's not been the worst either though. I still have a lot of blessings within everything. It's just I can't believe this year is half gone already. That's so freaking crazy. Oh my goodness. Um yeah, so let's see if we got any more of these Ask Rileys. do 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 do, do. Um, He won't tell me. Oh, my gosh. Okay, this is a good one. Okay, I really need some kind of encouragement or something. So, my marriage has been rocky for a while, and he figured out how to come and go from the house undetected on the ring camera now. I'm absolutely sick over this. <gasps> Oh, my God. Is he like, ooh. Apparently, he said he won't tell me where he's going, and I'm told I'm crazy, and I'm stalking him. Ho, 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 it, What? That's your husband. Why the fuck is he sneak? Hold on. Um, somebody sent her a picture of his Facebook, and it didn't say that they were married. Ew. Okay, yeah, he's doing something very wrong. Especially in that response. Now, I'm not saying, like I said before, I believe in divorce if things are becoming ugly, miserable, you're turning into people that you were not before and you don't want to be, but there, what other possible reason could he have to sneak out of the house and plan it so that the ring does not see him and then tell you that you are stalking him and you're crazy, you're his wife life what L- listen i'm not the girl that wants to be keeping tabs on my husband all the fucking time but if he was sneaking out, if he what if all of a sudden i found out that he was figuring out ways to go leave the house so that the ring wouldn't see him honey you better be planning the biggest fucking surprise for me or there better be some like catastrophic emergency where you're going to save jesus and you don't want me to worry and you want me to get a good night's sleep because oh no Like, I don't have a perfect marriage, but it's perfect for me. But I feel like I've set those boundaries. And I didn't before in other relationships. So it's just like, you are not crazy. You are not stalking him. That's your husband. That's your family. You're supposed to know where he is. That shouldn't be allowed. When you get married, you kind of lose the privilege. I don't want to say of like going anywhere without your partner knowing, but you sure as shit lose the privilege of, Fucking sneaking out of the house. What are you, 16? Sneaking out of the house and not letting the ring camera detect you. Like what? I don't know. Maybe you need to put a new ring camera in at an angle he's not expecting. Because he sounds like the type of person that even if you called him out on something, he would just gaslight the shit out of you and like completely make it your fault. That's what they do. They, you know, throw the blame back on you. It Just there is absolutely something broken there in, in terms of marriage and like, Trust and love and respect. Again, I don't know this person. I don't know every aspect of this. But like I said, unless he's got some huge birthday surprise party and that's what he's sneaking out at night for, but then he doesn't need to be calling you crazy and saying you're stalking him. Unless, I don't know. I don't know how that's funny at all. I wouldn't laugh at that. If he's a total jokester and that's how you guys joke, I guess maybe, but my spidey senses are telling me now. Uh-uh. Well, that's it for today, my friends. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I think next week is when I was going to have my friend on that is a salon owner. She is actually taking, she took over an existing business and I wanted to talk to her about a lot of that and what, how that works and all of those things. And I swear to you, I know I've been talking about this website for forever, but it is on its way. And have some new goodies and new features that are going to be part of that subscription service. So hopefully you guys will support me and help keep the lights on at Really Riley because, you know, we got two kids to feed. But anyway, I love you guys so much. If you guys haven't asked Riley for me, please hit me up at ReallyRileyPodcast at gmail.com. Text line is 410-604-8895. Really Riley Podcast on Facebook or no, Instagram and TikTok really Riley, my God, Riley Couture on Instagram, Riley Couture 7 on TikTok and House of W by Riley. Oh, it's been a Wednesday, friends. My mouth is tired, but I love you. Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you on Friday. It's really Riley.